To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, will they or will they not introduce a wealth tax? The Prime Minister has been pressed to rule out a wealth tax for the future after David Parker put it on the table as an option last week. Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Grant Robertson is with us now. Evening, Minister. Good evening, Heather. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Can you rule out a wealth tax under Labour? What's a wealth tax, Heather? You tell me, because we're not working on one. Okay, well, a wealth tax could be any number of things. It could be what the Greens did at the last election. It could be going after the likes of Graham Hart. So there's a wide, wide ambit here. Will you rule out all of that? I guess guess that's the point, isn't it? So David Parker, as you know, because I think you had him on the show, has been doing some work to make sure that, you know, firstly we've got the information we need about who's paying what tax in the system and to make sure that New Zealanders are paying their fair share. I think that's a a really important piece of work to do. Uh, Once we have a look at that work, we can then make decisions about whether there need to be any policy responses to it. It it might be that we look at that and we say, look, the tax system can handle handle this or we need to tweak this policy or that policy or we might come to a different decision but we are not working on a wealth tax uh, and I think the Prime Minister made that clear today. Would the different decision include potentially a wealth tax? Well, as I say, I don't, I, there's no way of answering that question because we haven't got the information that's been worked on. Do we want New Zealanders to be paying a fair share of tax? Yes. Do we want to make sure that in our system there aren't people who are avoiding or evading tax? Yes. All of those things are elements of the work that Minister Park is doing. I think it's really important that we can have a, a mature conversation about um, you know, what might be right and what might be wrong in our tax system and then make decisions. But what... New Zealanders can be absolutely assured of is that this government is sticking to its word. We're not going to be interesting any tax of the type you described before this term. And if we were ever to consider something like that, it would go to the electorate. OK, so if you're saying during this term no wealth tax, that does leave it open as a policy to take to the next election and introduce it next term, right? Well, every policy is open to be taken to the next election. What we want to make sure is that New Zealand pay their fair share of tax and that we make sure that our system operates well and effectively and efficiently. And, and we'll continue to look at ideas that we are not on a wealth tax. What Minister Park is doing is gathering the information that I think New Zealanders would expect us to have. Unfortunately, we haven't had that information in the past. But didn't the Prime Minister say on the 14th of October 2020, I won't allow it to happen as PM? Yeah, and I'm sure she was referring there to the Green Party's proposal that they had at the last election. That was exactly what has happened, and we're not doing that. Oh, okay. So when she said that, she was referring only to the wealth tax as defined by the Green Party. Well, I believe that's what she was responding to. I'd have to go back and check the the exact transcript. But I myself was answering questions during that period around that, and and we you know didn't support that policy then. It's not our policy now. I think this idea that you have to rule things in and rule things out forever in a day at any particular moment, uh, it's kind of not the debate that actually serves New Zealand as well. We are doing work, Minister Parker is doing work, to understand whether people are paying their share in the tax system. That's useful. We'll then make any decisions about what we do based on that work, but we are not working on a wealth tax. What are you going to do? Because... I mean, this is a. It was a bottom line. Very briefly, you might recall in the 2020 election when the Greens said that, it, that when Julianne Genta said it was, a, it was a bottom line for coalition between Labour and the Greens. So, what are you going to do if you need them at the next election, and the Greens say, "No, actually, we want you to introduce 
our wealth tax as we define it, 1% on assets of 1 million, 2% on assets of 2 million. Will you yeah. introduce it then? No, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to predict what's going to happen in a coalition negotiation either, but we were very clear in 2020 that that wasn't a policy we could support, uh, and I can't see that that position particularly changes. I also know, having dealt with the Green Zones on first during the 2017 negotiations, that you know, people understand the relative um, positions parties are in in terms of the votes they've got after an election, and they we worked together to come up with a programme just as we did then. But it's certainly not policy, and it wasn't our policy then. Okay. Right, so let's just get this clear for everybody once and for all. So there will be no wealth tax this term. Next term, there will be no wealth tax like the Greens wealth tax, but another kind of wealth tax might be a possibility, but you'll take it to the election first and you'll ask us to vote on it. Again, we're not actually working on a wealth tax. What we're doing, what Mr Parker's doing, is working through the tax system, getting the information you need so New Zealanders can have confidence. Yes, yes, I know. You've said all of this stuff, but we're just trying to sum it up. No, but let me finish here, though. You're the person introducing a wealth tax to this conversation, not me. Well, David Parker is the person, actually. He's in your cabinet. It's his fault. No, he's not. David. What David Parker said was that he wanted to make sure that New Zealanders were paying their fair share, and when he became the Minister of (laughs) Revenue, he discovered we didn't have all of the information we would want for that. Yeah, yeah, we're right. I think we all know what's happening here. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we all know what's happening. We'll move on. Listen, why is co-governance necessary to tidy up the water? Oh, I think in order to make sure that the the regional representative groups for these for these four entities genuinely represent all of the rights and interests and water in their areas, that we need a range of people, councils in particular, and mana whenua represented on those governance groups. Uh, it's really important to remember what those groups actually do. They appoint a board, a skills-based board, that will actually run the entities, and they work to, with that board, prove a statement of intent. So they're not running the organisation, but I do think when we're trying to bring together wide-ranging groups of people across four entities, that we should have a, a wide-ranging group of people on that, on that representative group. Yeah, but how does introducing iwi to have some form of control over an asset they don't own, how does introducing iwi make water quality better? Well, iwi and Māori have an interest in rights and interests in water. We've had that established through numerous treaty settlements in other places. This is reflective of the fact that these entities are going to cover big areas that include big areas where those rights and interests, in fact, currently are supported by co-governance, such as Waikato River uh, Authority. And so it's a recognition of that. But as we clarified on Friday, there's no whatsoever that it's the councils that continue to own the assets. It's now a shareholding structure to reflect that. Um, but this governance group will help ensure that voices across regions are heard. And then a skills-based board appointed by that governance group will actually run uh, these entities. So we're reforming the water and tidying up the water in order to res- to, 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 to recognise the rights and interests of iwi. No, we are making significant changes to make sure that New Zealanders have safe drinking water and that we actually get the investment in our infrastructure that we need. There was a report out today from the Infrastructure Commission that reckons there's about $9 million of work that hasn't been done. And, you know, the the DIA has also estimated there's probably another $90 billion, sorry, $90 billion work that hasn't been done. There's probably another $90 billion to be done. Uh, and that's why we've got to get on top of that. The current status quo model is not going to achieve that. This is an infrastructure proposal. And in the governance arrangements, we're reflecting the range of voices who are around.
Yeah, so the trouble is it looks like there is the potential, there, is, there might be enough backlash to this co-governance model that it might actually scupper the reform altogether. So what's more important to you guys? Is it recognising the rights and interests of iwi or is it clean water? Yeah, I don't see those two things as being in competition with each other. Um, we need to make sure New Zealanders have clean drinking water and that we actually have infrastructure assets we need to, to build our communities and to and to go about our, our daily business. So there's, for me, there's no... If you uh, had to choose, no, though, if you no had to choose, if you had to, if you had to nuke the co-governance aspect of this in order to save the clean water reform, would you? Well, I, as I say, I simply don't believe that trade-off's necessary. But it might well be because people are quite cross about it. So if it was, would you? I don't think it is, and it's a completely hypothetical situation. Okay, Minister, thanks very much. Appreciate it. That's Grant Robertson, the Deputy Prime Minister, and also the Finance Minister. We'll have a chat to Fran O'Sullivan next at 16 past six.